We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Welcome to RotoWire's Wednesday NBA DFS podcast sponsored by FanDuel. I'm Joe Bartle, and joined alongside me, as always, is Ben Miller. Ben, we were on Tuesday. We obviously took a little bit of a break on Monday, and we went to the Tuesday slate doing our podcast. And I don't think combined we could have put together a worst lineup for overall. You ended up winning by 16 points, but you scored a whopping 243, and your boy, Mr. 250, well, he barely crossed the 220 threshold. I got 227. Thank you, Ben Simmons. Thank you, Andre Drummond. I, honestly, you look at the scores that we had last night, and it's one of those you could just move right past it because it just was a bad night for DFS overall, at least for our, our hot takes. I mean, in this double-up that I was in, Andre Drummond was 51% owned, and he, he only got like over 30 points. That was it. And Simmons was even worse. So it's one of those things I can just move on. This is such an easy one just to move on from. Yeah, we had a whopping flop on, on Drummond. <laughs> that, that was... I mean, and he was so highly owned too. Right. Like everyone clearly had us. the same same idea. <laughs> yeah. um, that was tough. That was really tough. Uh, ugly loss for both of us. I'm not even counting it as a win on my side. Of yeah, things. That was, yeah. Um, that was we, tough. We put the, we, we took the double <laughs> negative on that game. Uh, yes. That Tuesday slate overall. I felt going over we had a lot of analysis. You look at some of the guys we touched on. We weren't really high on LeBron James. That was wrong. But overall, that game was when we talked about stacking, and that ended up being the case. I think that was the highest scoring game overall. I watched a bit of the Lakers and uh, 
Knicks game, and there was a, a five-minute stretch where both teams were just drilling three-pointers left and right. Even Lonzo Ball made a three-pointer. That's how you know people are actually— yeah, yeah, I don't even believe it. it. <laughs> that's, that's how you know it was going nuts. You were on Chris Stapp's Porzingis as one of your highest guys, and he ended up being fantastic yeah, value. Yep. It's an interesting to see to move forward. One, Porzingis is on. There might not be a more exciting player to watch at times because he's a seven-foot— well, I mean, seven foot. I feel like is underselling him. I feel like he's seven foot two. Yeah, and he's <laughs> like a catch a and shoot sixteen foot wingspan. Yeah, it's just incredible to see him at his peak and kind of seeing that offense roll. That was a fun stretch. I didn't have any Porzingis, so I was kind of like one of those. All right, yep, you know. And then you look at Simmons' ben, uh, box score, and you're like, yeah, okay, that's already a W. Or I'm sorry, that's already the opposite of W. I want. Yeah. To say, so yeah, no, I watched the Sixers. Um, Timberwolves game and went to OT and and when Simmons still puts up those type of numbers with an OT game that's that's about as bad as it gets yeah. like that's that's just a tough blow <laughs> again it's easy to move on from because you know what I stunk it's great but we're back here on Wednesday we're talking some DFS and I actually feel pretty good about my lineup there's some injuries to keep note of and we'll get to that but really I think the biggest takeaway for Wednesday's nine game slate is going to be what you want to do at the shooting guard spot. We have a James Harden in a, I believe, to be primetime match against the Hornets. On the flip side of things, we also have a guy like Batum who is going to be playing, but if he ends up being out, again, there's still some discussion about that. Jeremy Lamb, because interesting, because the Rockets aren't the greatest at defending that spot overall. We have Victor Oladipo, who we had talked last week about being high at 9,100. Oh, well, hey. He's sitting now at 10,000 yeah. after dropping 69 points the last go-around. And, oh, by the way, he might be playing his former team in the Thunder, and we all love those revenge games, too. There's DeMar DeRozan at 8,800. Bradley Beal, who did well last night, Tuesday at 8,600. We have a guy like Lou Williams. Mitchell's going against the Bulls, and they stink at covering every single position, especially the guard spot overall. And then we have some mid-tier guys like Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday around the 7,400 range. That's a lot of different ways you can go about the shooting guard spot. And, oh, by the way, we haven't even touched on some lower-priced guys that could end up being uh, a rise to the surface with injuries as well. This is a very, very interesting thing for your nine-game slate Wednesday. Yeah, and I think the first thing you want to even consider is, is because, you know, considering two of the, the, t- the top two shooting guards are, I think there's two of the top five overall. Um, so I think that's the first thing you got to look at at the position. Do you want to pay up for you know the top two? You know Whether that's James Harden or Victor Oladipo, are those guys worthy of a selection? And, and, and for me... I'm not sold on that yet. I, I think obviously Harden's going to be a great play no matter when you play him. But it's the price, it, yeah, it, it's the price that that's tough, which I I can't say too much about because you know I got Giannis is the same price. So I think that's a, that's a big thing you have to think about too. Is do you want Giannis or do you want Harden? Um, and Absolutely. That, that's, that, that, that's also you know something you have to consider. That's so true. And you had touched you had said the shooting guards uh, Oladipo and Harden are the two or two of the top five. It's two of the top six if we're including okay. Anthony yeah. Davis. So you're close, right? Right. And to to your point with Giannis, twenty one hundred for Giannis at the small forward spot. Guard uh, Harden at twenty one hundred, or sorry, twelve thousand one hundred for both those guys at the shooting guard spot. And then Cousins going against the Bucks. We know Thom Maker not the greatest rebound in the world. We've liked to target that matchup in the past. Who's the center going against the Bucks? Well, here's Demarcus Cousins with or without Anthony. Davis doesn't really matter. He's at 12,000. We have Russell Westbrook, 11,200. Anthony Davis, again, we mentioned, maybe he's playing, maybe not. And then Old Depot, 10,000. So the guys that are high-priced are in good spots. Yes. I, every one of them. Maybe maybe Russell Westbrook's the only one I don't feel great about. But even then, this is really an, a narrative-driven storyline if you want to go the Russell Westbrook route. There's a lot of different options. And again, I agree with you. Shooting guard is going to be your toughest spot overall, but if you want to go James Harden or Giannis becomes that de facto 1A, 1B type of question because 
you know, small forward, that's one thing. I feel like there's some value plays there, which is why I didn't go the Giannis route. But I certainly understand, given that matchup, I like Giannis going against the Pelicans tonight. Yeah, I mean, you're completely right. You know, because every single one of these top guys has a, a very favorable matchup, it, it comes down to where, you know, do you absolutely need to pay up? And shooting guard, like we mentioned over and over again, is always tough to find stuff at the bottom of the, right. the tier. So that definitely, you know, lends more credence to, to James Harden being a guy that you want to select of those top you know top guys just because of it's so hard to find guys lower at that position. I don't mind Oladipo either. I understand yeah. ten thousands a high price. I get it at ninety one hundred last week. We're like, oh god, I'm staying away. I'm not completely sold on Oladipo yet, especially the price. I am completely sold on Oladipo going against his former team. This is a revenge narrative that I can get all on board with. I really think that a guy that has the potential to go off for 70 points tonight, he really seems to be trending well with the Pacers. Everything seems to mesh. Uh, you know, Paul George and the other end of things, too. I get that revenge game narrative. I really, really like Oladipo at 10,000. I just can't find a way to get him and James Harden in there, and I like James Harden. And I can't find a way to find uh, Donovan Mitchell into my lineup or Bradley Beal, who I also like, and even DeRozan going against the Suns at 8,800. To me, you're paying up at shooting guard, and you're probably going to pay up twice, frankly. Yeah. I I think that you're going both ways. It's a matter of how much you're going to pay up. Right, right. And and Oladipo, for me... this is one of the one of the situations I I love to avoid. He's ten thousand highest price of the season. You know his, his previous high price was ninety six hundred. Um, so he's you know four hundred more than his his previous high. I can't do it. I just can't. I would rather you know guarantee my fifty to sixty points with James Harden um, and, and yeah. pay up the extra t- two thousand there and then look elsewhere. I agree, and I'm also looking at Donovan Mitchell again seventy six hundred, and yeah. I feel like to to me that's an automatic forty points guaranteed going against the Bulls with the potential to be more. So I like James Harden, like you said, and I like Donovan Mitchell at that price too. And I'm like, oh, I, I want to find a way to get both of my lineup, which means I can't have Oladipo. If you're in, in a fantasy league that or a, a fantasy DFS league that takes into account different positions, multiple positions, okay, that's a different question entirely. And then you also have to think about some three-point shooting stuff too. So there is that. But really overall, your slate for Wednesday will depend almost solely on what decisions you want to make at the shooting guard spot. Right, right. And, and Mitchell, I think you said a couple 48-point you know, fan allowed outings in the last five. So he's a guy that can put up some some decent numbers at a $7,600 price. Let's get to some of the injuries for Wednesday's nine-game slate. We'll start again with the Thunders Pacer, 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Really the only injury to note for this, Andre Robertson will be out with the ankle injury. That opens the door for Alex Bryans to get the start. He started Monday, three straight games with 25-plus minutes. I find him much more interesting in leagues that emphasize the three-point shooting, maybe not so much FanDuel. I think that, again, you look at his FanDuel points at under 20 each of those games despite getting 25-plus minutes. He is 3,600, though. And that's where it becomes, if you want to pay down at the shooting guard spot, if you want to find a way to get Harden, if you want to add Cousins into your lineup, I'm not I'm not staying away. I'm not like a... I'm not discouraged. I'll say it that way. I'm not going to do it, but I also wouldn't... I wouldn't stay away from it entirely. I think I think you're right. He's a he's a punt play guy. You know, if, if yes. you need a salary break, way of saying you, you need a guy that that can you know, drop you down to a minimum type of type of guy. He he's a guy that can pick up maybe 25 Fanduel points. I don't think he's going to do much more than that on any given night. I, I I don't think he has the upside there, especially when he's playing alongside you know Westbrook, Paul George, Carmelo Anthony. Um, there's there's not a lot of touches for him. Um, but yeah, if, if you're looking at you know some sort of punt play at the shooting guard spot, I could see him being a guy you throw in there last second. You know, because he can't. Um, fit anyone else right and then on the pacer side of things we have darren collison uh, who was ruled out sunday with a knee injury again sunday to wednesday that pacers haven't played before then i really think that pacer or that collison will be active and will be available but as of right now he's a game time decision i think it's kind of leaning more towards the probable designation than anything else 
again, he, he didn't play Sunday, but they've had you know three days now of rest and it didn't seem to be too serious of injury Sunday when he didn't play. So keep that in mind. I'm not really going to go the Collison route. I think there's some other value plays at the point guard spot overall, but at 5,900, you probably could do worse overall for Collison. So I, I don't I don't mind it, especially if he's active, but it's one of those things. So Clippers matching another 7 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. We know that Blake Griffin, Gallinari, Beverly are all going to be out. Milos, my boy Milos, is going, well, he made his first return to action on Monday did okay, got a little bit over 20 minutes. Now he's going to be playing against the Magic, who have Alfred Payton as a defender, but not much else. I'm kind of intrigued. Do you want to talk me off the ledge of using Mr. Milos as a, a point guard option, given he's under 5,000, and that right now seems to be a position that I struggle to find to pay up for? No. No, I'm, I'm talking Yeah, I'm keeping you on that. There ledge. we I'm, go. I'm I like you strong. That. No, I, I love Milos in this in this uh, matchup. He, only, he had 19 FanDuel points in just 21 minutes, so that's pretty efficient uh, fantasy point per minute type of numbers mm-hmm. there um i would assume and it, the, the clippers aren't going into any sort of back-to-back they don't play again until friday right so i assume they you know bump up this minutes somewhere between 25 30 um that'd be my guess you know obviously beverly's out for the season so there's minutes available they want yeah. him to start next to rivers um so i love the play you know it's it's fairly cheap what is it would you say 4500 4500 yeah that's that's a great play at point guard especially because i don't feel confident paying up for a point guard spot yeah, elsewhere there's a few guys i'm like okay I feel all right about it. I, don't, I think Russell Westbrook ends up being kind of a tournament contrarian play if you didn't want to go for the Cousins, Giannis, Harden route. Right. I'm okay with that. But other than the point guard, that, that's where it's like, I, I don't feel great about elsewhere. So give me Milos. And I think he's going to be a guy that we talk next week. He'll be around the 5,500, 6,000 range. Definitely. Yeah. Automatic. Oh, yeah. So. He's going to be growing real quick. Yep. Yeah. On the Magic side of things, there is some interesting injuries to note. Aaron Aflalo is a game-time decision with the back injury. It's more important because Aaron Gordon has already been ruled out with a concussion that he suffered over the weekend. This opens the floor, if a, especially if it flies up, but really, regardless, Super Mario, the first-round pick from two years ago that a lot of people like quite a bit, uh, I, I, he's going to be a fantastic play tonight. We talked about... Uh, we talked about oh, shoot, Andre Drummond <laughs> as yeah. last or yesterday as a play that we really liked, and that did not work out. I can guarantee you Mario is going to be returning at least five times value on his spot so long as Aaron Aflalo is out. He's got a he's potential to score a ton of points. He's going to likely get a lot of minutes, whether he's playing small forward or power forward, against the Clippers, who are definitely a sieve at times when it comes to stopping either of those positions. I love Super Mario at 3,700. 3,700 on FanDuel. I wouldn't say I'm as high on him as you. I definitely see what you're going for, though. I mean, five times value at 3,500. What is he, 3,700? That's yeah. that's pretty easy to get. I, I can see him getting that. For a guy that's getting 30 minutes, for no, sure. No problem. He had 31 minutes in his last game. Um, kind of did a little bit of everything, too. He had seven points, six rebounds, two assists, uh, you know, stealing a block. So that's... He's going to be scoring that cross-category action you're looking for. I don't know... If I think he can get to 30, 35, which I mean, you're not necessarily looking for from a $3,500 guy. Um, But yeah, I I could see there there being definitely viability there. I think think he's a fantastic play. Honestly, when I was going through that and making the notes, he was one of the first guys I put in there. And it it opens up the floor for you to potentially have two 10,000 plus guys in there. Because again, we talked already about Milos. Mr. Milos is the Clippers guy that we can get in that's under 5K. Here's another guy that to me is an automatic start and it's under 4K. This is quietly opening the door for if you want to go the route of getting two 10,000 guys in there. Definitely. This is is the route that you're taking. This is the avenue that you're going with. And is he listed as a small forward? He is listed as a small Small forward. forward, Okay. He is listed as a small forward, which means that you can really only have one other small forward option. Right. Again, kind of why I didn't want to go the Giannis route because I think there's a few 
5,000 under guys that you could at least consider, you know, a shrug your shoulders and play type of deal. Right, right. Whereas I don't feel that's the case with James Harden. There's a lot of upper tier shooting guards, but I want Harden in my lap in this case. Yes, yeah. All right, so we're going to move over to the Grizzlies-Wizards 7 o'clock Eastern time game. We already know a bunch of the trio that the Grizz are out with. Mike Conley, Brandon Wright, uh, Wayne Seldom all going to be out. Wizards, we talked on Tuesday, Wall was out. That wasn't necessarily a surprise, but that was in, in part because we expected Wall to play today, and that seems to be the case, correct? Yeah, I think Wall's playing. Um, it was a back-to-back set, so the, the Wizards didn't obviously didn't want him to play two games in a row. It was just a determination whether he's going to play Tuesday, sit out Wednesday, or play Wednesday, set out Tuesday. And I, I'm pretty sure he should be back tonight. I think that's that's the, the general consensus. And he's getting the full minutes workload, right? I haven't really read any indication where he's saying that we're going to get 25, 30. We're slowly, I think he's coming right back and ready to go. I would think so. You know, obviously the coach is going to keep a close eye if something happens in game. Yeah. You know, that's always something you got to consider. Um, but I think I think you're right. If they clear him, he's going to be cleared. He'll play, you know, 30 minutes. I don't feel great about it with the Grizzlies being the team. Right, yeah. But yeah. that might be another contrarian play because people might be setting their lives now and be like, all right, oh yeah, so John Wall is a game time decision or he's out or whatever. And they won't, they just won't put him in there. And that could be a situation where you could take advantage of that. And he's 9,300. It's not like he's anything crazy. Yeah. Um, crazy expensive. You know, I think at one point in the season, he was probably up in the 10,000s. But um, 9,300, it's nothing crazy. I still. I have a tough time with guys coming back from injuries, and I know yeah. I always say that, and, and people still come back and play well. I just I couldn't do it. It hurts Beal's value more so than I think that you need that yeah. wall in there. Yeah. I think that Beal has been an automatic play for the most part with wall out. That doesn't necessarily become the case, especially against the Grizzlies, too. So that's kind of where you use this information. Okay, wall's great. He's, he's playing fine. Maybe I don't want to use Beal now as a pivot option besides Harden. Especially because Beal's at 8,600 now, which is extremely high for him. Yeah. I agree with you. Nuggets, Celtics, 7.30 Eastern time tip-off. Paul Millsap will be out. However, we thought that Jokic would be another out designation. How He got bumped to questionable for Wednesday's game. He's missed the last six straight games with the ankle injury. Here's the deal, though. The Celtics allow the fewest FanDuel points to the center spot, and they have done this consistently throughout the entire season. The one exception being Andre Drummond when I thought about using him. Yeah. Didn't use him, and then he goes right. off for 70 FanDuel points. It's very few and far between. Jokic is talented enough if he plays that he could go off, but you're risking an awful lot for a guy coming off six straight games, absence with an ankle injury for a big guy, ankle injury, big deal, and the Celtics being one of the tougher matchups overall against centers. For me, this is the biggest thing with you. I, I won't play Jokic, but for me, this is the biggest thing I look at in this game is what he does to the other guys on the team. You know, without Jokic and Millsap, I've been all over Jamal Murray. I've been all over Gary Harris, you know, Wilson Chandler, those type of guys. But with Jokic back, he takes a bunch of that usage. So I think that that really hurts, you know, Murray's value, Harris's value. And that's kind of has me, you know, pushing away from that game a little bit. Well, Will Barton left Tuesday's game and he's a guy that also affected yeah, Murray. Yeah. Murray was a guy I was kind of thinking about. And I didn't end up going with Tuesday. He went off. Will Barton, in part because he left Tuesday's game late in the fourth quarter with a back spasm. Nuggets were up big. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. And obviously now he's listed as a probable designation for Wednesday. If he were out, that would have made more sense as to go with a Murray route. The Celtics' defense is pretty stingy. There's sometimes they let things go. And obviously, again, we talked about the Andre Drummond Drummond situation a couple weeks back as really a one-off type of deal. I'm not going Jokic. I'm not really touching the the Nuggets' guards. Not because I don't like them. I think there's just better options out there, better matchups and better prices. So it's just an area I'm staying away entirely. Kyrie Irving is a game plan decision on the Celtics side of things. He missed Monday's game with a left quad bruise, but he is expected to play today, Wednesday being. I don't want to go that route either, being because he came off the injury, but there is some interest in there because he's a 9,000 price guy. Yeah. That you could go that direction, and that's okay because the Nuggets 
struggle and have struggled for years, it feels like, defending any of the guard spots. Yeah, and it looks like they're, they've are they given up the third most, you know, FanDuel points to point guards on the season, um, the Nuggets. So I think there's definitely, if you, if you want to use Irving, there's, there's good reason to do so because of the matchup. He's a double up play, right? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that's where I don't, I don't want to go to the tournament rocks. I don't really feel like he's going to give you enough, uh, maybe enough high potential exposure as opposed to some of the other guys that we'll talk about. I think he's a certain certain qualify for a double up play as a yeah okay he's going to get forty to forty five Fanduel points especially against the cell or against the Nuggets especially with all the injuries going yeah, on both yeah. sides of things I feel okay about him as a double up play yeah I think I think he's a fine play if, if you're just looking for his standard you know forty five yeah. fifty uh, the Trailblazers Heat seven thirty Eastern time tip off Maurice Harkless it's a game time decision he's missed the last two games because of a bruised quad. One of those guys that gets around 25 to 30 minutes, but not so much I really want to put in my DFS lineup. Right. Uh, Yusuf Nurkic, game time decision as well with an ankle injury. He's questionable at least. He's missed the last two games as well. Zach Collins has seen more minutes in his in his stead. I think if Nurkic is out, Collins becomes an interesting play. As another person, if you really, really want to try to get two 10,000 guys in there, you might need to do the Collins route. But Zach Collins is listed as a center on FanDuel, which means you couldn't go to Marcus uh, Cousins. You couldn't go any of those other high-priced guys you're kind of limiting yourself, at least on FanDuel, if you want to go the Zach Collins route, if Nurkic is out. There's a lot of ifs and too much, in my opinion, to use him. Yeah, Collins scares off, scares me off a little bit. You know, he's up to 4,000. Not, it's not like he's, you know, a minimum guy or anything like that. Um, there's just so many different bodies in there, like Ed Davis, Noah Vonley. I just, I, I'm, I'm not too, I don't think it's guaranteed minutes for Collins. I don't. And that's what scares me off a little bit. And then, of course, on the other side of things, the only reason why I think maybe Collins is okay is because Whiteside will be missing his seventh straight game. Kelly Linick has been getting more minutes. He's now priced at 6000 for the power forward spot. So there is that. He's not at least a center. He's priced at 6000 And I'm not positive what Bam Ab- Abadayo's, uh I, I can never say his name. I, I know you love saying his name. I've never heard of him. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Adebayo. Yeah, you love it. You love saying his name. Stop he's it. only 41. and that's. But he's a center, right? On he FanDuel. is, yep, exactly. So, and yep. so Kelly Olenek at 6,000 is a different situation where I'm not touching that. But Bam Bam, I, you wonder at 4,100, that might be a bit more of an intriguing play. And the Trailblazers, for what we've seen, Myers Leonard got the start. Zach Collins got more of the minutes. I think that one of those guys might be able to go off, but I don't want to touch Olenek at 6,000. And I don't feel great enough about uh, wasting a center spot slot on FanDuel for Bam Bam. Yeah, 6,000 is way too much for Olenek, in my opinion. And in, in Adebayo, I think he's only seen 23 minutes, 20 and 18 minutes in the it last three games. Seem the minutes aren't there. Yeah. That, that's kind of a timeshare for me, and I don't I don't like it. I, I'm going, I'm staying away from using a lot of those guys, the big bodies, so to speak. I'm interested in the guards, and I'm interested in even the small forward aspects. The Trailblazers allow a lot of points to small forwards, as it is. Maybe Tyler Johnson, Maybe Dion Waiters. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I just am not I don't I don't feel confident necessarily about that. So Jazz Bulls, eight o'clock Eastern time tip off. Jazz normally a stout defensive team. Joe Johnson, game time decision. He's finally starting to practice after missing the last twenty games with that right wish uh, right wrist injury. Wow. <laughs> That's a tough one. That's a tongue teaser. I didn't even realize that. Um at the same time, I think it's Donovan Mitchell, and then I think it's Rodney Hood, who is finally going to be playing, but he is on a minutes restriction. I'm not touching Joe, Joe, Joe Johnson for a long time, especially if he's just getting back after a 20-game absence, given his injury history yeah, and his yeah, age. Yeah. No way in heck I'm going there. But Donovan Mitchell, I still feel confident about, even if Johnson comes back, even if Hood comes back, I feel good enough about Mitchell and using him at 7,600. I love the Mitchell play. I think against the Bulls, that's a, that's a team he can easily go off on. You know, he's been super, super con- consistent with a you know 30 to 40 fan points almost. In, in like you said, he's had a couple of duds in the 25 yeah, range, yeah. but he makes up for that by getting close to the 50 range. It's, it's about 
it's more 50 pointers than 25 pointers. We'll exactly, say that exactly. <laughs> and I, I think Mitchell becomes a bit more of a tournament play than anything else, but I feel good enough about it in, in double ups or even, you know, head to heads that I want to use him in that Definitely. sense. Yep. It's 7,600 again. Shooting guard will be key for your Wednesday nine game slate. Where you want to go, I like that matchup again. Bulls struggle uh, defending the point guard and shooting guard spot. I wonder if they're going to struggle defending the power forward spot too, because Laurie Markin is a game time decision. He missed Monday's game with the back spasms. Uh, Moradic was amazing coming in in his stead. And then actually Bobby Portis, and we all know the history between those two guys, they both went off on Monday in place of Laurie Markin. I think if Markin's out, and I kind of am leaning towards, again, I don't know why they really need to play him. I like Morotic as an interesting play. Yeah, I think he's he'd be a great play. I, I have him kind of as a place filler right now in, yes, in my lineup. Same here. So if if uh, Mark Hannon sits out, he's Miritich in my lineup. He's only forty five hundred. That's super cheap. Morotic's forty eight hundred. For right forty eight. Okay, yeah, forty eight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I for, for me power forward is the spot I'm paying down for. That's mm-hmm. that's the spot I love. There's a lot of value plays for me. Uh, Miritich being one of them. I just that's the spot I want to have. Uh, my, my cheap guys at and and I'm hoping Mark Hannon sits out so I can can slip Miritich in there. I think what do you have like 36 Fanduel points? He or something? went he went absolutely off on Monday. And again, the, the Jazz is a different case entirely because they have a better defense. But uh, Moronic had 36.6 yeah. points, and that was in part because of some three point shooting. He also got eight rebounds too. And Bobby Portis, who was priced similarly to uh, Miritich, who was 4800 again. Portis is 4300. I find both interesting plays. If you are in a DFS league that is emphasizing three-point shooting, Miritich yeah. is going to be a better play overall. Right? right, right. I think he's the guy that you look at. And for the savings, I get it. I understand Bobby Porras at 43 and still is pretty good. I like I like both options as cheaper plays the power forward overall. Right. No, I completely agree. And that, that all depends, though, if Markin is playing. Yes. No, yeah. If Markin is playing, in I'm there, staying away out, from both. Out, yep. Absolutely. Uh, would you play Markin if he was playing? I think you can consider him. He's he's had some pretty big games. Um, I, I think he's been down a little bit of late, so I'm not entirely I'm, sold on that. I'm staying away from him more so because the Jazz than anything else. I like him as a three-point shooting option, but I'm staying away from him if he's active. Yes, exactly. If he's out again, and maybe this is just me kind of rooting to have some more of these value plays, <laughs> I'm rooting for him to be out because I think Morocco is going to be okay, and I yeah. really think Bobby Porsche could be as well. Yep. Bucks Pelicans, 8 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. We know a couple trio for uh, you know Teletovic and uh, Matthew Delvadova, both going to be out. Tony Snell has been out for a little while now, and we haven't had a chance to talk about that. He's missed this third straight game with a knee injury. Gary Payton got the start Friday. Obviously, Gary Payton being the Seattle Supersonics star, uh, great defensive option. This is his son playing, so it's not 50-year-old Gary Payton, which I could see Jason Kidd trying to him, bring, bring him back. back. <laughs> I, that, I, we can't rule it out, Jason Kidd doing that. So I'm trying to make sure the audience knows it's not 55-year-old Gary Payton. It's actually his son. So... 23 minutes he played on Friday when he got the start. That's an interesting play, too, if you want to go down to the guard option with Tony Snell out. Maybe you go that direction. He kind of plays what Tony Snell does. Tony Snell, three-point shooting guy, defensive guy. Literally, that's it. He doesn't do anything else for you. Gary Payton provides a little bit more defense, and that's kind of it. But I don't mind it so much for a, a punt play DFS option like you mentioned earlier. I personally would avoid him. I don't think he's that great. I think I'd rather... Sneak a guy like Malcolm Brogdon in there. Yes. Uh, Brogdon's actually fairly cheap. He's only 4,700. Another shooting guard option. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's only 4,700. I think he's had, you know, at least 25 Fanduel points the last three games. Um, I think he benefits the most in terms of Snell's absence, you know, coming off the bench in that backcourt. So I really like Brogdon, you know, as the guy that benefits there. Gary Payton, the second, 3,500 price. He is listed as a point guard, which makes it a little bit more intriguing for me, which you're right. Brogdon, 
obviously he's got benefits more from that. And I'm surprised he's not priced higher based on yeah, that. Yeah. But again, he's a shooting guard, which makes your decision for that spot even tougher at times. So I'm, I'm interested, but more as a pump play option for Gary Payton. And I think uh, Brogdon, I have Lamb listed as a placeholder, and that was before we found out the Batum is probable to play. Yeah, yeah. I think Brogdon would be the guy I'd pivot down to if yeah, I wanted definitely. to go around that under 5K price for a shooting guard. On the Pelican side of things, a bunch of different guys here. Note, uh, Anthony Davis should play. Game time decision should play. He's been out for a little bit now with that left abductor soreness. Should play doesn't mean he will play, though. And that's a question that if he doesn't play, Dante Cunningham was a game time decision as well, who's been filling in Davis's stead. He was a late scratch Monday with an unspecified knee injury. Unspecified knee injuries freak me out. Any knee injury freaks me out, but when it's unspecified, that's a bad thing too. So Anthony Davis should play, and that's in quotes, quote unquote, should play. Cunningham, unspecified knee injury. We're looking at a guy like Chike Diallo, going to get tons of minutes if that scenario were to play out where both those guys aren't active yeah who the heck knows with davis you know as much as they say should play i uh, he, he should play i think he's, I, I, I there's think he's no way I'm, I'm touching him i think he's gonna play and that's fine he's the ultimate turn and play in that sense I, I don't think that if they're if he was active they're gonna there's gonna be any worry with his injury they won't play him unless he's 100 percent healthy in my opinion yeah and if that's the case okay fine I don't have the cojones to go the Anthony no. Davis route if no. I have $25, $30 of you know, money on the line for this. I'm not playing Anthony Davis. I would rather take the safer 10,000-plus options like Cousins, like James Harden, like Giannis on the other side of this. I'm staying as far away as possible from Anthony Davis. Yeah, I already mentioned both of my, my favorite cheaper options are at that power forward spot. I'm not sacrificing True. one of yes. those as you know for Davis, and, 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 and let alone I still like the other higher price guys anyway You know, ahead of Davis, so... Not a guy I'm really looking to use. Yep, just don't have the cojones for it either. So no, no. Uh, final two matchups in the Wednesday nine-game slate. Not injuries to note so much for this. Raptors-Suns, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. No real injuries that we don't already know of for that one. And then, of course, Hornets-Rockets. We've been talking about Batum for the Hornets side of things. He's probable to return. I don't know what that really means for his minutes workload, but there's a lot of other shooting guard options I like besides him. More means that return of La- Jeremy Lamb, who was okay at times in Batum's stay. He's going to be back to the bench, and now he becomes just someone I'm not using at all entirely. So Raptors, Suns, 9 o'clock Eastern time tip-off. Hornets, Rockets, 9.30 Eastern time tip-off. No real injuries to note from right. that perspective yeah. thing. So let's go ahead and get to the Rotowire Optimizer lineup real quick. It had an interesting lineup yesterday when we were talking. We liked it quite a bit. I'm looking at this one today, and it's okay. There's some value plays that's pulled out that I really like. And the Optimizer is all on board stacking the Jazz Bulls game, which I think is interesting because that's not normally a stackability option that we'll talk about. So Russell Wellsbrook is the highest priced option overall for the optimizer lineup at 11,200 going against the Pacers. Eric Bledsoe against the Pelican at 6,900. Always a play that I like, always an interesting one. And he's under 7K. I'll take that quite a bit. DeMar DeRozan, another interesting name I thought about in regards to the shooting yards, 8,800 going against the Suns, who again, struggled defensively. Batum, it does have listed in the lineup for the optimizer at 6,400 going against the Rockets. Michael Kidd-Gilkirk is going against 4,800 against the Rockets as well. So two Hornets stacking that matchup. Evan Turner, interesting name to note as far as if the Trailblazers end up having a few of these injuries. Small forward option at 3,600. Serge Ibaka, I love this. Suns allow the most fan points to the power forward spot. Give me that 5,800. Give me all of Serge Ibaka. Derek Favors, 5,100 against the Bulls. Not so high on that. And I'm also not really high on Rudy Gobert at 7,400 against the center, at the center spot, although... He is lower priced. He is kind of one of your guys where 
you're not going to see Gobert much lower than what he is right now. Exactly. Yeah, there's a few guys I like on this uh, you know, this list. I like Bled. So Turner, I think, is a, a low-key guy that I didn't think about previously. He's only 3,600, but he started the last two games with Harkless out. I think played like 27 and 30 minutes. So that's a solid workload for that type of guy who who can pick up you know a lot of the, the boards, assists, you know, a little, a little bit of everything. And a three-point shooting, especially yeah. into those leagues. Yeah. Definitely, I think Turner becomes a value play as well if, if Harkless is out as yeah, and then Serge Ibaka, I'm okay with. Uh, I don't, I don't love it. Oh, stop. I'm okay it. with. No, no he, you need I to mean, be higher than okay. He just has. He's kind of struggled this year. He hasn't done too much. Um, I think recently he's started to pick his game up a little bit. I think he's had a couple, you know, like a 38 Fandle point game. The last one out, or 33, I should say, a couple 29s. He just hasn't had that great game. Uh, it's against the Suns, though. It's going to happen. It's it's it could the it very well allow could. the most Fandle points to power forwards. Ben. Yeah. I mean that that's that's the, <laughs> yeah. the, the that's the yeah, recipe I, to, I to do it, but uh, I don't I don't love it. it. It's a solid price. It's not my favorite play. Um, and Rudy, I actually I think I like Rudy Gobert tonight. I think that's that's his, his low boy. price type. That's of thing. that's yeah. that's a right up the Ben Miller alley where he's yeah. the lowest yeah. price. You're going to see him quite a bit. I like it to the extent, but I'm not wasting my Demarcus Cousins spot on it. That's that's where it becomes. So if you're in a league where there's multiple centers you could use, I understand the Gobert love. I think that could be recognizable at 7400. Right up the Ben Alley, lowest price that he's probably going to see him for quite a while. Yeah, he's finally getting his minutes back, too. He's 29 and 28 the last few games, so it's not like he's limited at all. Um, I think it's a good play against a Bulls team that's not good. Yeah, that's that's probably the best analysis we can give. <laughs> Bulls aren't good. I want players against him. Yes. I like my lineup in the sense that there's some players I really like, but there are also some placeholders, too. So, again, we've made this change a little bit a while ago. We will be tweeting out our official lineups closer to 7 o'clock Eastern Time tip-off. If you want to go ahead and see what those are, it'd be great for a follow on Twitter. You can look at me at JB Fantasy Sports and Ben. Of course, we're going to follow you at, at Ben Man Doing Work. Still the best Twitter handle at Rotowire. And of course, Rotowire also retweets out this podcast link. And that's where we'll have our lineups. So you don't really have to go too far other than following us. That being said, let's go ahead and run through our lineups just like we did yesterday. You'll read off your players. We'll touch on some of those guys that we haven't maybe already touched on. And we'll go through my lineup as well. And then we'll have the sign off. I think that's been a good strategy yeah, going forward yeah. for this. So go ahead and give me your lineup for Wednesday's nine game slate. So I'm going at point guarding on Eric Bledsoe and Milos Teodosic. Um, both great plays. Um, one somewhat expensive guy, one cheaper guy. And then down, down the list, Donovan Mitchell talked him out a bunch. Eric Gordon, kind of a cheaper shooting guard option for me at 5,200. I'm going Giannis over Harden um, against the Pelicans, 12,100. Um, I like Paul George. He's kind of at a mid-tier price going up against the Pacers, 7,600. Um, Miritich is kind of sitting here as a placeholder, like we said, with uh, Mark Cannon still you know, on the fence. He's going up against the Jazz at 4,800. Frank Kaminsky's a guy I like a lot. He's only 3,800. Cody Zeller is out you know, for six weeks with... I think he he just went under underwent surgery yesterday, I believe. Um, that's a that's a low tier, a low key guy that I, I really really like. You know, I think he only had twenty minutes the last game. He was fresh off an injury though, um, so I think he'll get twenty five to thirty minutes in this game. I, I really like that at, at, at that cheap price there. And then Ru- Rudy Gobert, I, I mentioned as well. Good matchup for me. Um, I think his minutes are going to continue to tick up, you know, now that he's further away from that bone bruise he had um, in his knee. So I, I like that play as well. I've had to coach myself so much. I read a lot of these names. Gobert, it's Gobert, right? But <laughs> I always read uh, Miritich as Mirotic. Yeah. And I, I've had to coach myself not to do that because he's been on my <laughs> season-long fantasy teams for far too long for me to make that mistake. And I did that earlier in this podcast. It's Miritich. I know that now. I'm still getting used to Mr. Milos, <laughs> and I, I'm letting you go ahead and say his last name because you sound a lot smarter when you're saying it. But I, I, that's Miritich. I have to keep getting with that. I keep calling <laughs> myself. Well, I'm, 
I look at our lineups, we're actually pretty similar. The one differential ends up being Paul George at 7,600 for your small forward spot. I ended up skewing those savings, and I went getting another 10,000-plus guy in there. I'm not sure I want to end with that with my final lineup, but I thought at the very least the listeners could go ahead and see, or hear, I should say, what these lamps end up being if you want to have two 10,000-plus guys in there. So I want the same route as you as point guard. It's interesting. I had set my lineup before yours, initially deleted it, went through without even looking, and we ended up winding up with the same type of guys. So yeah, I yeah. also had Mr. Milos at 4,500 in there, and I had Bledsoe at 6,900. So the same point guard options. I don't think the Bledsoe thing is just Bucks homers talking right here. I really think for a guy that's under 7K that gives you a lot of scoring, assists, and steals, I don't understand why he's not higher priced. So I'm I'm all on board Bledsoe if he's around the seven. Yeah, and the Pelicans give up the second most points to fan uh, Fanduel points to point guards on the season. So that's yeah. only a bonus, right? And then we went different, but we already talked about this. James Harden is my shooting guard option. Giannis is your option at the twelve thousand plus for the small fort. Okay, respectable. I'm totally on board with that. I have Jeremy Lamb listed this before the Batum news came out, so I'm definitely going to the Brogdon route if this lineup were to stay. So Brogdon at forty seven hundred at the shooting guard. Opposite of James Harden, okay, I understand that. I'm all on Super Mario at 3,700. You talked about Frank Kaminsky as a sneaky play with Cody Zeller. I, I like that. Didn't even think about it as far as an option goes. But we're we're not. We need to have more Super Mario in our lineup. We need to have uh, Mario Hazonich Hez- at 3,700 against the Clippers. With those injuries out, with Aaron Gordon again suffering from the concussion, this is your one chance to take advantage of Super Mario. And you need to do it. I think you just like the name. I absolutely like that name. We're talking about an esports guy here. Give me that name too. But yes, you need to have 3,700 Super Mario in your lineup. Josh Richardson is an interesting name as well. At 4,700, the Trailblazers allow the most FanDuel points to that small forward spot overall. Again, is it Tyler Johnson that ends up scoring? Is it somebody else? I'm leaning towards Josh Richardson, who gets around 25 FanDuel points tonight. If he gets up to that 35 FanDuel point range, it's perfect. That's exactly what I'm looking for. And then Miritich, we talked about him quite a bit already. He ends up, he might be a placeholder if Markkanen's back. I'm taking Miritich out of my lap entirely. Yeah. But if Markkanen's out, and I'm kind of leaning towards that way right now, give me him under 5K. And Serge Ibaka under 6K at 5,800 against the Suns, who allow the most FanDuel points to small or power forwards. I like that. So that opens the door to have DeMarcus Cousins in there. And I want that against my Bucks. I want Cousins in there, Anthony Davis or not. I like DeMarcus Cousins at 12,000. So there you go. That's how you get your two 10,000-plus guys in there. It isn't that hard? I don't really feel like yeah. I had to stretch too hard to get to that point. Yeah, it, it depends on whether you want to focus on upper you know, middle-tier guys in your lineup or some of the lower middle-tier middle guys, whether yeah. that's 5,000 guys or 7,000. I went kind of more 7,000. You were able to get you know the 5,000 guys in there with your top two guys. Um, so that's definitely the two different strategies you can go for. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. I, I feel fairly confident saying that we won't do as bad as we did yesterday. There's no possible <laughs> way with our lives being what it is and really what our lives were yesterday. There, we can't do much worse. So this will be interesting to see. I'm really going to be staying tuned to the injuries to marketing A, and for sure, if that Anthony Davis should play is out there, because I think a lot of people are going to go, go that direction if he's available. Yeah. And I'm not. I'm just not going to go that Anthony Yeah, Davis and if way. Anthony Davis sits out too, that's that's more DeMarcus Cousins' boards in, yes. in points and usage. So um, definitely something to keep an eye on. All right. Well, that does it for us on the Wednesday NBA DFS podcast. We'll be back in, I think, Monday. I have no Dallas trips on the schedule, so we should be back to our normal uh, routine Monday DFS podcast. We want to talk about FanDuel, of course. You know, we struggled last night or we struggled last night with our stuff, but it's the fact that we can do this in the first place is great. Yes, yeah. There's a lot of different options overall. And I like the strategy element that comes into place. We've talked extensively about what we want to do with the shooting guard spot, what do we want to do with the center spot, what we want to do with the small forward spot. 
that's what FanDuel provides, and I think it gives a bit more unique aspects to your lineup as opposed to other DFS sites out there. Yeah, a ton of different price ranges, too, and no matter how much you want to go for a dollar, 200 you can do whatever you want on FanDuel. It's great. <laughs> um, yeah, we did struggle yesterday. <laughs> I am feeling a pretty big bounce back in I here, and that's, that's the best thing. It's daily, so it's Absolutely. not like you know you, you draft the team, you're, you're done for the whole season. Um, you draft the team for a day, if you have a bad line, you got the next day. So uh, you got to love FanDuel. And if you want a free six-month Rotowire subscription, plus an entry into the NFL Sunday Million Dollar Maker, NFL, not NBA, and of course, NFL Million Dollars, means you can make a million dollars if you end up winning. Sounds nice, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great, especially. Get a wedding on the way. I, I really <laughs> could use that uh, million dollars. Go to FanDuel.com slash RW with your first deposit to FanDuel, and you'll get that free six-month Rotowire subscription. You'll get that free entry in the NFL Sunday Million Dollar Maker. And, of course, void where prohibited as part of all of that. That does it for us on the Wednesday NBA DFS podcast. Again, you can follow us at JB Fantasy Sports and Ben Man Doing Work. We'll be tweeting out our lamps close to the 7 o'clock Eastern Time tip-off. It'll also be available on that retweet on RotoWire. I think that just about does everything, right, Ben? Absolutely. All right, we'll be back again Monday to talk more NBA DFS. Until then, peace out. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.